Hey guys, Kat Erickson shared with us on Sunday her word for the year for 2022. Using the text from Joshua, she really emphasized the wonder of God as he leads his people into the promised land. Please take note of the questions that she leaves us with and work through those this week. God bless. I'm really excited to share with you guys this morning. Um, The Lord has been laying something on my heart over the past couple of months. And I, if I could, I have notes that I don't forget. Um, But if I could break it down, it's, I'm going to talk about the importance of the intimacy with the Father. The importance of what humility and boldness and courage look like. Mm-hmm. and the importance of our action and our words. Praise God. Um, so keep that in mind as we're reading today and we're going through. Um, but first I want to ask a question. So this includes audience participation. <laughs> so when you hear the word wander, not I'm wandering around, but wander, like the wonder of God, what comes to mind? What words? If it's one word or a sentence, what comes to your mind? Your thoughts? Glory. Awe. Miracles. Warmth. Presence. Presence of God. Speechless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Humility. So I looked up some synonyms and the definition, but I'm going to read you some synonyms first. Something extraordinary or surprising. The rapt attention and deep emotion caused by the sight of something extraordinary. Admiration, amazement, astonishment, awe, and wonderment. The Webster's Dictionary defines wonder as, one, something or someone that is very surprising, beautiful, or amazing. Two, a feeling caused by seeing something that is very surprising, beautiful, and amazing or something that is surprising or hard to believe. Mm-hmm. And actually, as I, as I started reading this, I started crying because I immediately started to think of, isn't that who our God is? Mm-hmm. I started to think of what we just celebrated, Christmas and the birth of Jesus to a virgin mm-hmm. and how awe-inspiring mm-hmm. and wondrous that miracle was. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of Lazarus being raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're put in this fiery furnace and they come out not touched, not even smelling like soot, mm-hmm. like fire, right? Those things make me go, oh my gosh, God, you are wondrous. Mm-hmm. You are wondrous. It's because it's, that's who he is. That is who our God is, mm-hmm. right? That's how he acts. It's what he does. Mm. He does these wondrous things mm. that bring us to a place of awe, mm. admiration, speechless. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, why am I talking about wonder? <laughs> Every year, um, a couple months before the new year, I start to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you going to do next year? And I personally ask the Lord for a word for myself. And I ask the Lord what he's doing, what I, you know, what he's doing in a larger picture. I don't know. Does anybody do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, it's interesting because as, um, as I was going over this, the Lord reminded me, he actually gave me the word wonder a couple of years ago. 
But that is the word that I feel like the Lord is declaring over 2022 mm. is wonder. Mm. And this fear of the Lord, which we're going to dive a little bit deeper into. Mm. But what was so nice reflecting on the fact that he had personally given me this word wonder a couple years ago is 2020. That was the year that he miraculously moved us here to St. Clement. That mm. he gave us this house. Mm. That was the year that new song was birthed. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just in awe and going, oh my gosh, Lord. But I know that he reminded me of this last night specifically going, get ready. Because mm-hmm. that's what this word is about. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how I feel like the Lord wants us to get ready mm-hmm. and be ready for what he's about to do. That's mm-hmm. going to bring us to a place of wonder and awe mm-hmm. of what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, Okay, so we're going to dive into, and what I'm going to basically do with you guys is I'm going to take you on the journey that the Lord took me on as he was starting to stitch this together for me over the past couple of months. So we're going to turn to Joshua. So for those of you who know this very well, we're, we're going to go to Joshua 4, at the end of 4, verses 23 uh, to 24. Um, for those of you who know the story of Joshua and Moses, okay, so we, we've got the Israelites. They escaped from Egypt, and um, Moses dies, hands his mantle to Joshua, and this is where we find ourselves right now. We are crossing over the Jordan. So if someone could please read verses 23 to 12. Let's go ahead and read 23 to chapter 5, verse 1. Who would like to? I'll read it. Okay. Verse 23. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, and that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Chapter 5. As soon as the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to the west and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the people of Israel until that they had crossed over, their hearts melted and there were no longer any spirit left in them because, excuse me, because the people of Israel. Okay. So what do we see? So we've got Joshua and the Israelites, and they're crossing over the Jordan. So God is performing the same miracle a second time, mm-hmm. right? Just as he parted the Red Sea, they crossed over dry land. He's doing this a second time. Why is he doing this? So we know, uh, based off of verse 24, that the purpose is to know that this was the hand of the Lord. He wants everybody to know, I did this. This is my wonder, not yours, mine. And that we would fear the Lord forever. Hmm. Okay? So we see in chapter 5, verse 1, that the one, this wonder that he did melted the hearts of the adversaries in enemy territory. God's going, watch, I'm going to show off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to melt their hearts so that they don't come near you hmm. because of how I'm preparing you. Okay? So... He, he prepares a way for them. And number two, I want to propose that the second wonder, the second time he's doing this, was to remind the Israelites of what God is possible of, of his promises. Okay? Because he's trying to say, this is what I feel. 
I am faithful to my promises, and I want you to remember. Now, none of these Israelites um, saw or witnessed what happened at the Red Sea. They were, I'm sure, what I imagined is them as they're walking across the Jordan, remembering, oh my gosh, mom and dad told me stories of how we escaped out of Egypt and the amazing thing that God did. Mm -hmm. And now it's being done for them. And so I feel like if I was in that moment, my faith is being built up because I'm going, I heard the stories. I know where we're coming from. And now God's doing it for us. What does that mean? So he's preparing their hearts. Okay. With this incredible wonder because they escaped out of the Red Sea and now they're entering into the promised land. Okay. So this is where I feel like this ties so beautifully because the fear of the Lord is tied to the wonder of him. When God moves in wonder, it brings people to a place of awe and reverence of God with that expectancy. But there's more. So let's continue. If someone could read Joshua 5, verses 2 through 9. I'll read it. Okay. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites in Yitharalah. Now, this is why he did so. All those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age, died in the desert on the way before leaving Egypt. All the people that came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the desert during the journey from Egypt had not. The Israelites had moved about in the desert for 40 years until all the men who were of military age, when they had left Egypt and died, since they had not obeyed the Lord. For the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land that he had solemnly promised their fathers to give us, a land born with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons in their place, and these were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were all still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. And after the whole camp, after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in the camp until they were here. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the approach of Egypt from you, so the place has been called Gilgal to this day. There's so many nuggets here. (laughs) But um, one that I want to pull out is the importance of obedience remembered. Um, Joshua knows this full well. He was presented, he was one with Caleb and a few others who went to spy out the land of Canaan. They were were the only ones that came back with a good report, right? Um, They were the only ones that were willing to say, yes, that's our land, God said, that's our land, let's go take it. Mm. But the others were scared. Mm. And so Joshua knows it's time. This is how he's leading. He's leading, saying, it's time we are taking our promised land, right? This is where they're entered. they've entered. Um, so, however, out of the disobedience of the men of war who came out of Egypt, died in the wilderness, Joshua circumcises those born in the wilderness who don't know what war looks like, tastes like, and feels like. And I feel like this is really pivotal um, for what the Lord wants, I believe, to talk to us about today. So we can, we, I feel like what we're learning here is God wants to raise up men and women who are willing to say yes. 
Joshua's willing to say yes. Mm-hmm. He knows what they have to do. He knows that the covenant relationship with the Lord is their first priority. Mm-hmm. So they stop and they circumcise and they rest and they heal. Mm-hmm. So there's a time we need to know, right? Times and seasons. Mm-hmm. There's a time for resting and healing before what are they going to do? We know what happens next. They're going after Jericho. Mm-hmm. But there's a time for us to stop and rest and heal. And that takes obedience. Because sometimes we see something that's right in front of us and we just want to go for it. And the Lord is saying, stop being covenant with me. Rest and heal first. Mm-hmm. So we, we can go back up to the, um, to the end of chapter 4. And right there, they're reminded of God's wonder and faithfulness, right? And I believe that, like I said, God is preparing their hearts and filling, filling them with this anticipation and ex- this excitement of, believe me that I'm going to do it again. Believe me for the promises that I've spoken. And so this is why I believe that God wants to actually raise our expectations this year for 2022 mm-hmm. to remember that he is faithful to his promises. Amen. We're going to talk about that more later, but just hold on to that. Um, Because it gets me very excited. (laughs) Okay, so um, okay, so we've rested. They they have circumcised themselves, covenant relationship. They've rested. They've healed. Um, The Lord has removed their approach of Egypt. Now we are in verse ten. If someone could read the last bit, just those two verses. On the evening of the fourteenth day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho. The Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped the day after. And they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites, but the year they ate the fruit that year, they ate the produce of Canaan. Okay, so I can imagine their excitement. (laughs) For 40 years... They've been wandering, walking in the desert, in the wilderness. But God has been providing for them. This is something that I feel like the Lord wants to ask us today. Is what is right in front of you? What are ways that I've been providing for you every single day that you're not paying attention to? Or that you're not giving me thanks for? Because God has been providing food for them every single day. Brand new. Every single day. But I can imagine... Because it's the same thing over and over again. I can imagine their excitement Mm -hmm. as all of a sudden they're presented with all of this new fruit and produce Mm -hmm. that they haven't experienced over the past. Mm -hmm. For some of them, it's brand new. Mm -hmm. Brand new. Um, And as I was reading this, I just felt like the Lord said, this is another get ready. Because I believe that we're going to eat the fruit of his promises this coming year. And to be expectant for that. So one, raise our expectations and faith to remember that he is faithful to our promises. We're going to talk about promises. Number two, we're going to feast on the promise. The promised land. So I know that this is going to look different for all of us, but I believe that... Um, as I was talking to the Lord about this, uh, the Lord brought me to Matthew 6. And I believe it's a really big key for us. Um, if someone wants to read Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. 
you all know it. I'm sure all of you know it pretty well. All right, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So good. So you think about the Israelites. Man is being provided for them for 40 years, right? We have food. We're being provided for. Mm-hmm. Yet they chose to worship an idol. Yet they were too scared to believe God for his promises, mm-hmm. that he was big enough, right? The giants. I believe the Lord really wants us to grab hold on to it onto this. I think so often, I know for me, I've read that that scripture so many times, and I forget that it says today. Today. And the Israelites are faced with God is providing me providing me manna today. I just felt like the Lord challenging me to go, what how am I providing for you today? What am I doing that you're just allowing to pass by and not give me gratitude for it, which that was so interesting. The Lord led us there this morning. This is such a, a vital key that I think so often we just put, right? It's, yeah, 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 I'm thankful. Yeah, you're so good, God. But really checking our hearts of today, God. Today, what have you done for me today? How have you provided for me today? And how do you want to do that for those around me mm-hmm. to bring light to that? Um, I feel like that's so tied into, that's a key for him and bringing us to that feast. Because mm-hmm. he wants to bring us that feast. Mm-hmm. It's a promise of his. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's jump. Sorry, we're all over the place, but let's jump back to Joshua and we're going to finish it out. Uh, if someone could read verses 13 through 15. I can read it. Thank you. <clears throat> when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell, uh, fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. Uh, what do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. Okay, now I want you guys to close your eyes for a second. And I want you to imagine you're Joshua. And you look up, and you see Jericho. Massive walls. Massive. High. And what words or thoughts 
maybe came to Joshua as he looked up and he's looking at Jericho. Impossible. Yes, impossible. Mm -hmm. Intimidated. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And right then, as Joshua's looking up, I had this flashback as the Lord was taking me into this encounter. And God going, but remember what I told you, Joshua, in Joshua 1, 1 through 9. And I'm going to just read this to you as your eyes are closed and you're looking at those walls. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Mm. Only be strong and very courageous. Not anything else. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is who he said Joshua was as Joshua is standing there looking at Jericho. I'm sure intimidated, but remembering God, this is who you said that I am. I don't have any other choice but to be strong and courageous. Church, I believe that this is what the Father is also saying over us as a church for 2022, that he is saying, I am giving you new marching orders, and I'm giving you new territory. Be strong and very courageous. Let the word, the, the word come to life. Meditate on it day and night. It's good, Kat. John 14. 12 through 14. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. That's our heart posture. So, church, sense that the Lord is wanting to stir up in us and ask us us some questions to prepare us for this new year, because I believe that it's going to be a wonder, not just in what God is going to do with new song in our nation, in the world, 
but also what he's going to do in and through us if we're willing and if we say yes, if we're abiding in his word. So the question is, do we believe him for these things? Do we believe him for who he is? Or are we going to wander in the wilderness like they did? Are we going to believe him for that second miracle, for him to do it again and again and again? So that the testimony of Jesus arises in and around us. So I believe that we can read the word all day, but unless we act upon it, it's not going to transform our lives. Right? We have to take action with what God is saying. Amen. But I really want to spend some time praying and asking the Lord some questions personally. And then declaring mm-hmm. his truth over us mm-hmm. and new song. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, I'm just going to repeat them. I believe that God wants to raise up our expectations and raise our faith to remember that he is faithful to his promises. Number two, I believe that God wants us to feast on the promised land. And number three, I believe that God wants us to get ready for new marching orders and taking new territory. So um, I'm going to ask some questions, and if what we can do is just prepare our hearts um, and just sit in silence and listen to the Lord, and then maybe just start sharing, and then we can start praying over them, and I want to go through one at a time. So what promises has the Lord spoken over you? What promises do you feel the Lord has spoken over maybe this church, new song? What promises has the Lord spoken over our nation? I believe the Lord has spoken that he is not done with America. I believe that the Lord still wants to use the hearts of us and the hearts of the youth that are coming up for revival. Mm. I believe there is a linking of chains across the nation Mm. where his church is being called out of a generation of complacency Mm. um, into a place of revival. Amen. And the picture um, that I've heard described to before um, and I believe is happening is the way meteorologists can show where a hurricane is going or where it's going to land or the trajectory of where it's going to be. They know they cannot even see it forming before it even starts to form. And where they see it happen is an absence of a massive air. So there's not a heat or a cooling. There's just this absence of air. And it's as the hurricane starts to build up speed, as it starts to get heated by the waters and wherever it's coming from, um, they can look and they can say it's spinning in this direction. There's an, there's an absence of air over here in this area. So it will probably go here. And I feel like there is a revival waking up in the hearts, um, of us and our kids for the father to move. There's been an absence of his spirit. There's been an absence of morality. There's been an absence of um, truth 
and where that has taken place in the hearts of the lives of the people here, the Lord is coming and there, um, I don't know if this is the right word for it, but uh, a reckoning, like hearts are going to be wrecked for the Father, and I believe it. And I, I believe that it's also um, something different from the past, because in the past it was, it, it's just one generation that's waking up. I believe in the past it's been, um, the Jesus movement was a bunch of young people that were waking up and coming in, causing a ruckus with the old church. And I believe that another thing that the Father is saying is that this is going to be a revival of generations. Come on, that's right. That there are mothers and fathers, there are patriarchs of the faith that have held on to things of revival in the past, and that they are then going to, to hand down legacy after legacy after legacy, generation after generation after mm-hmm. generation of revival. That it's not going to be something that spurts up and starts and then uh, diminishes and goes back into conformed church in a box. Mm -hmm. But that is going to be something that is handed down generation after generation after generation. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we are going to experience full revival. Mm -hmm. And I, Lord, I just want to partner with that with you. Mm -hmm. That your heart, Lord, is for us to partner with what you are doing, Jesus. For the revival of our kids, for the revival of the patriarchs, for the revival of the mothers and fathers that are going to guide the Holy Spirit in the way, Lord, that you want us, Lord, back into this nation, Jesus. That it is not a flash of light, but, Lord, that it is a burning, long-lasting fire, Jesus. So we partner with you in that, reviving back to this nation, Lord, that it isn't just for us to hold on to, but it is for us to go out into the world and change the entire world, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We believe in your promise, Lord, that while there is breath in our lungs, that we are not done, Jesus. (laughs) And while we are here on this earth, Lord, that we still have hope in you when all else seems hopeless. When we look at that wall of Jericho, Kat, as you were saying that, um, the thing I saw that I uh, felt was such a cool picture is that the Lord calls him up. And then he also says, here is someone in the supernatural yeah. that is going to help you yeah. demolish that. Yeah. Who church is our helper in the supernatural? <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is alive in us to go out and do that. So Lord, we just partner with the Holy Spirit. Yes. We partner with Lord Jesus. Um, with revival and with your promises. Thank you. Thank you, God. Kat, may I add a layer to this? Mm -hmm. Um, Two days ago, (laughs) the Lord gave me a very unique word, and um, it ties very much in with what the Lord has been speaking to Kat about being prepared and being ready that God is about to move, he's about to do things, specifically about to bring promises to pass that he has spoken over our lives, over the church. Um, and so uh, one of the, he, he began to speak to me about being ready, being ready, being ready, and mm-hmm. having the, the weapons of righteousness in both hands ready for battle. But then mm-hmm. he told me, he said the phrase, three-point stance, and I'm not a sports person, so I had to look it up. <laughs> Um, and now I know what a three-point stance is, but um, it was very interesting because this morning in my time with him, he said, Tiffany, I actually want you to get into a three-point stance. I was just going to ask you to demonstrate. I'll show you. <laughs> so I went down like this, right? And I felt like the Lord said, there's a reason why your hand is free. 
It's because you're going to have the sword of the spirit in your hand. I'm your defense, but you're going to have the sword of the spirit in your hand. And as I was just waiting like that with the Lord (laughs) in my three point stance, I felt like he showed me two things. Number one, that there's, you don't go into the three point stance until you're ready to move into the play, right? The, the, the football team, the, the offensive line won't go down and be there for 10 minutes. That would be way too long. So you go into the stance right when you're about ready to move into the play. And I felt like that's what the Lord was saying. It's time. It's time to get into the three-point stance. Mm-hmm. And um, that when you're in that stance, your body is actually leaning on this hand that's down on the ground because you're ready to go forward, right? You're ready to move and put all of your motion and your energy forward. And then I felt like the Lord said, that's a reason it's three points. You're getting ready, body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Body, soul, and spirit. I want you to be ready as a full person to move forward into what I'm calling you into, into cross into the promised land. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just waiting there with the Lord this morning, like, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? And I felt like he said, I want you literally, like, like Kat was saying, I want you this week to take action. I don't want it to be something that you just hear me say and you put it in your journal and you set it aside. I want you to act on this. How can you be ready this week, body, soul, and spirit, for what I'm about to take you into. And I believe this is exactly what Kat is saying, that that he's calling us as a church to get into a three-point stance. It's like, you don't have any more time to waste. You've run through the drills. I've called the play. You need to be ready to go. This is the time. I'm going to give a practical example. So, um, yeah, two days ago, so New Year's Eve, I sat down with our boys and I, I said, okay, guys, you know, we're going to pray and we're going to ask the Lord, what word is the Lord speaking over you guys for 2022? Mm-hmm. And in years past, I've actually just prayed for the boys and then asked the Lord for the word myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do that, but I, this year I decided I wanted to bring them in on it. And so we sat down and, um, and I've taught them, you know, we sit still and we listen um, for how the Lord is speaking. And I was really surprised by the words that came out. Anyway, this morning, do you ever like start to talk and then go, Oh, that was really good. I don't know where that came from. You know, I had that moment with my kids this morning. Um, I was getting ready and we, we always prep them for church. You know, we try to prepare their hearts. Um, we have them do some worship just by themselves. And then we talk to them. What does church look like? And our heart posture. Anyway, so I'm getting ready and, um, the oldest comes in and I said, Jaden, what was your word for the year? What did the Lord say? And he said, lead the Lord. The first word that he got was actually call others up. Mm-hmm. We talked about it and he said, mom, that's leading. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So the Lord has spoken leading over you for this year. And I started to ask him questions. How can you in church lead? How can you in church call others up? And I thought to myself, as I'm saying this out to him, I'm like, I should be asking myself these questions every day, mm-hmm. right? Challenging ourselves with, Lord, okay, we're ready. What do you want me to do today? How can I be with the word that he speaks over us or just the word that we're in, that we're reading? How today can I take this and go out mm-hmm. and take action? Mm-hmm. Guys, I forget 
so often mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. But I thought, what a practical way for us as we're asking the Lord, Lord, what are you speaking over me? Because I, whether we do this or not, I believe that the, we're always growing. Mm-hmm. He's always wanting us to partner with him in one way or another to bring heaven down, right? Amen. And to be the kingdom here on earth. So um, I'm just going to be vulnerable and open up the floor and say the promises that the Lord has spoken over me, or I'll say us, is that this is a house of miracles. Mm-hmm. Amen. The Lord, before we got this house, the Lord said to us over and over again, the house that I'm giving you, that will be a house of miracles where people are transformed, mm-hmm. where you will see miracles and signs and wonders. Amen. So, Father, I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for this house of miracles, yes, that you yeah. are faithful to your promises, mm-hmm. God, that it is nothing that we can do, yeah. but that it is your wonder, that it is your power, yeah. your glory that is going to fall, Jesus, yeah. in this place, thank in you. us, Father, mm-hmm. that is going to bring about signs and miracles, mm-hmm. healing, you, transformation, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. This is your house, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. We believe you for it, Jesus. We believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a healing that happened this morning. Come on! Praise <laughs> God. Yesterday, I told Justin I thought I was actually having a heart attack. Like, I had this pain in my heart, and it wouldn't go away. It was hard to breathe, and then my arm started my arm started hurting, and it didn't go away. It got better, and I was able... He prayed for me, and it got a little better. But he even asked me, and it happened, like, within probably the last 20 minutes. He asked me when I came in, like, how it was feeling, and I just... Like to, I couldn't take deep breaths. Mm-hmm. It felt like when I had broken my ribs before surfing, and it's gone. Wow. I Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Do it again, Lord. We were praying this morning that, um, and we prayed before, anyone who walks through these doors would that's feel awesome. the spirit of the Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. What a yeah. wow. testimony. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, Nina, that's awesome. <laughs> Grandma. I haven't been able to sing since I've had this stroke. I had to learn how to re-swallow. So to be able to speak even is a miracle. Mm-hmm. There, it's me. We love your singing, Grandma. Yes. Yeah, I, I heard you across the room. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm singing. Praise God. I've not been able to. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So, um, okay, we'll move on to the next one, but I I really want you guys to just, what promises has the Lord spoken over you? Just soak in that. Ask the Lord those questions. What promises has he spoken over our church and the nation? Keep talking to him about that, and then Mm -hmm. just declare it. Guys, there's so much power in our words. Can I do a promise? Yes, Yes. Um, please. I, I, I like to do it after it happens. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I get stuff wrong. They're like, this is my stepping out. I'm like, 
And so I, I'm really nervous doing this because I don't know if I misinterpreted it wrong sure. or it's yeah. for later. But um, before we came here from Florida, I, did, I stayed home from work one day to pray about coming over here because we had to turn in. Uh, we had to sign our contract for the year at school. Mm-hmm. We're school teachers. I'm like, well, we got to decide. I got to make a decision, yes or no. Wow. And uh, so I stayed at home and I was just kind of procrastinating, asking the Lord a question. And I was watching videos in California a revival on the beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even pray. I'm like, I would like to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't ask. I just kind of in my heart. And then I was still procrastinating. I just got up the Bible. I was reading through Matthew. Mm-hmm. And I came to Matthew 13. And I thought this, I was going to have to pray mm-hmm. all day. And I came to this verse, Matthew 13, verse 1, just in my devotions. That day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. And large crowds gathered to him. And he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. Mm. And that was mm. like, um, I was like, okay, I know. Like, yeah. we had, I'm like, done. Like, <laughs> we're, like we're making this decision. And so, the, so I didn't, you know, it's always been a dream of ours to actually, like, live on the beach. Mm. I, didn't, mm. I didn't know if it was 10 or 15 years and we, before we came here, we actually looked at a place that's literally like mm. on the Pacific wow. at the pier, like wow. not like on 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 the thing. And wow. we're going to turn an application. So I was like, I wanted to say like afterwards, yeah, the Lord told me, but this is like a big like. So I'm putting putting my promise out there. I love it. And it would be it would be more abundantly beyond all we could ask or think. We may have missed it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if, if that's, so I'm putting this promise, Lord, mm. yeah. I didn't know if it was like a parable or whatever, but mm. to actually live on the sea would be tremendous. So yeah. I lift this place before you. Wow. And I put the promise of crowds standing on the beach. Yeah. And I pray for a, a great revival yes. on Oceanside, yes. on the beach. And yes. In the name of Jesus, I, I lift this promise simply before you. Yeah. Your will be done. Yeah. And, I re- and I feel like it's your will. In Jesus' yeah. name. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Praise Amen. God. Amen. That's really good. Just imagine what the story of the nation of Israel might look like if they had not doubted. Obviously, the Lord uses all things to work together for his purposes, and only he can do that. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand, that includes mistakes and errors that we're constantly making, things that we should not have done, right? It should have gone a different way, and yet he can still powerfully work it to his good. Well, so let's back that up and see, well, what if the nation of Israel had not made that mistake? What if they believed? And to me, it's interesting. I I think eight of ten spies represents the condition of our heart. We see God's promise and we hear what we think is his voice directing us, apprehend that inheritance. And 20% of us is on board. And that doubt overwhelms anything that would compel us to go toward that inheritance. I think that the only thing that is smaller odds in the Bible is gratitude. Um, Jesus himself got a 10% return on gratitude. If you remember the story of the lepers. So 
20% belief, 20% yes, Lord, I'm going to apprehend that promise, working against 80% disbelief. And, and our hope is that making mistakes as we go, we will turn that on its head and become a church. I would rather believe him for something that was actually wrong. He, he, you know, I just imagine this, this sort of dialogue between the father and maybe some of the angels that are engaged in the moment going, oh, isn't that funny? Chris thinks that I told him this. This is kind of funny. Let's watch what happens. And he gets a kick out of it, and he blesses me, and he loves me the whole process through. And he never directed me to do that. But I would rather have that be my story mm-hmm. and be wrong than to have the opposite happen and just never act mm-hmm. on what I know he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so let that be where we err. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We would err on the side of faith. That's so good. So... You have anything left? Um, I'll just leave you guys with these questions. Um, what has and is God doing for you daily that you're missing, which we talked about? What does feast on the promised land look like to you? And then where do you believe that the Lord has called you? And be ready for those marching orders if you haven't gotten them yet and are ready. So just for you guys to soak in and pray over. Well, can you... Yeah. And park that over yeah. us now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Father. I just want to thank you, Father. I want to thank you for the wonder that you are. There's so many, so many names that we call you, and we call you wonder today, God. We are so in awe of you. We're in awe of what you do. We're in awe of how you speak. Mm-hmm. We're in awe of your presence. Yes, Jesus. So God, we just thank you. We thank you for for calling us up higher. Mm-hmm. For challenging us and saying, get ready. Watch what I'm about to do. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So we just, as your loving sons and daughters, we say yes, God. Mm-hmm. To your wonder, mm-hmm. and to your wonder in and through us, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I just ask that as we go about this week, you continue to challenge and um, ask us to ask those questions mm-hmm. and to take steps forward, mm-hmm. the three-point ready, <laughs> steps to move mm-hmm. to where you are telling us to go, Jesus, mm-hmm. asking us to go, Lord. Mm-hmm. So we say yes, and we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Kat. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Praise God. Yeah.